0: The following conversation with Megan Perkins and Cindy Brennan of Embrace Bend originally aired on April 5, 2019 on the Radical Songbook on KPOV 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the role that music plays in social justice and protest, and it airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. So this is the Radical Songbook. Thanks for tuning in, sisters and brothers. And I have a couple of guests here in the studio with me, Megan Perkins and Cindy Brennan. They're both activists and leaders in uh, a relatively new organization, I guess I would say, uh, here in Bend, Embrace Bend. I'm just going to read from your website to kick things off uh embrace bend is a community organization that embraces all cultures races religions mobilities genders socioeconomic groups and sexual orientations in bend we are a support network first but also seek to be a powerful advocate in the community to appreciate and encourage diversity of all kinds finally we will serve as a watchdog for any forms of intolerance ableism racism or homophobia join our cause right on yes so welcome Thank you. All right, you. get that microphone right in front of you here. You can you can move it around however you want. Uh, you'll be able to see these dials over here, and this is uh, this is what listeners are hearing. So you can see, we kind of like them to move like you're seeing right there. Anyway, I'll take care of that. It's not really your problem. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, welcome. I appreciate you coming in. I. I um, Listeners, I, I learned about Embrace Bend. I was invited uh, quite a few weeks now uh, ago to a, a meeting that was held over at the Environmental Center. And I was totally unfamiliar with the organization. I was invited, I guess, because I had been in part of uh, the Not In Our Town movement here in Bend, which we'll be talking about. And um, it was, you know, I found myself in a room with a, a few people that I knew and a lot of people that I didn't know. And I'm always excited here in Bend when I... There are new groups that I see forming that, you know, that are more people becoming active and and stuff. So, um, so uh, Megan and Cindy, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Yeah,
0: we really appreciate you coming in. So, um, maybe we should start with, um, Cindy, I know that you and uh, uh, what Jen Jennings told me, another our organizer activist in your group, that that the two of you kind of, got this going. So could you kind of give our listeners just a little bit of background of how things started and evolved to where you are now?
1: Sure. Um, well, I do also want to pl- plug uh, Meg here because she's really jumped on this and uh, taken it just to the next level. But um, what what kind of started some time back was... Um, Uh, We have a a group in town called COFFEE. It's an acronym for Central Oregon Friends and Family of Ethiopian Ethnicity. We have about 18 or 19 families now with um, adopted kids from Ethiopia. Um, We try, as the kids have gotten older, to just get them together as much as we can um, so that they can enjoy each other's company, get to know each other and their culture and And see like Uh, this town is it's it's hard. Sometimes these kids are in lots of different schools and um, the diversity isn't as as high as we'd like. So um, we've done that socially over the years. Uh, Jen Jennings actually reached out to us and um, her kids are biracial and uh, she had asked if she could just start to come to our groups because her kids were were wanting some diversity, too. Um, We then heard from some other families, and it just became clear that it was kind of a need in town. Uh, As our kids have gotten older, we've also been trying to find some young adults as mentors and friends and um, and a larger social network. So um, from that, we just realized that there was a need uh, for something more. Meg, Perkins ended up moving into town um, not too long ago with her adopted uh, Ethiopian kiddo as well as an um, African-American daughter and uh, got in touch with us as well. And I think from there, it just went a little bit further to a little bit more of an advocacy group that we were needing.
0: Maybe you could pick up, Megan, from that point on since Cindy mentioned that you arrived and helped to...
2: Helps move sure. Um, we moved here last summer and um, you move from? we moved from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. Um, so a very, very different community than the one <laughs> that we see in Bend. Um, and right away, I really noticed um, how, um, you know, Undiverse, non diverse, <laughs> uh, Bend was. White. And white, yes, how white Ben was. How yeah. blonde Ben was. Yeah. Um, and um, really wanted my kids to um, have, you know, um, an identity um, surrounding their race. And not only that, but um, I want it as well. Um, and um, I know the benefits of it, I know that it only um, makes communities better. And so, you know, I got involved not only to support my children, but also to really encourage this town to become um, more welcoming to people. Um, And, you know, even with Oregon's um, sort of Horrific racial history. Um, how do we overcome that and how do we, you know, make Bend a place that people want to come that Are all colors all abilities, um, you know, all gender identities um, and so that's sort of where I came on
0: and How did you um, How did you sort of coalesce beyond the the small? How did you sort of coalesce into a larger group because the meeting that I attended there was um i don't know there must have been at least 20 people
2: yeah i mean uh, I with think... their and
0: then children of course uh, on hand as well but yeah it was, you know, it was pretty it, here in bend and for those of us who've been around for a while we know that anytime 20 or 25 people <laughs> show up at one place <laughs> it's
2: that was exciting. It's yes. good. It's, it's a positive
0: development, right?
2: Yeah. I mean we first started what we what we first did was start a Facebook group. Oh. And it's a private group, um, meaning that you have to be approved to join um and that people's comments are not visible to the public. Um you have to answer some questions um about how, that you'll be res- but you'll be respectful mm-hmm. um, in order to join um, and we did that to really protect the people that wanted to be there and people are sharing some really intimate stuff on this on this page but this group has really grown and you know we started the group what in November December uh, yes. and it has almost 300 people in it and um, I there's probably Thirty or forty things posted every day, and sometimes people are posting just articles that they read. Sometimes people are asking for help, um, and that's really where we've seen the need for this in this town. Um, the school board candidates have joined. We have city councilors on this Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people people are there and people are active,
1: and it's really exciting to see something like that. I absolutely agree. I I, I think. That spoke volumes um, when people were coming out of the woodwork, finding this page um, and then opening up about stories that uh, they've experienced in Bend. It's a safe space. Um, it's a supportive group. Um, so we all have busy lives. Bend is it's incredibly hard to get people together in in one gathering. But it certainly has been so refreshing and hopeful just to see the activity even on mm-hmm. just the Facebook page, mm-hmm.
0: uh, have you developed a, um, a form of some sort of leadership to sort of manage all of this, or how, how would you describe
2: we 're pretty democratic yeah <laughs> we're pretty <That's> socialist so. <laughs> no. um, but we do have um, there are admins on the page, mm-hmm. um, and there you know there 's sort of a small group of us that are helping um, sort of you know guide some of the work, but we really try and not do
1: anything without. Um, addressing the entire group, right? Mm-hmm. And I think another thing about the Facebook page that we're hopeful for is um, helping to be a resource for for folks who don't know what to do with this uh, incident right. or you know an experience that they've had and just kind of f- feel lost. Um, mm-hmm. We're still working on that as a young group to know uh, who to bring that to and and hold someone accountable. Mm-hmm.
0: And and so you you've expanded beyond the, the original coming together yeah, of, of parents with the children right. and yes. into a much larger focus in the community. But but I'd like to take it back to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you could just talk a, a bit about um, what you know that your own children have experienced in our schools i mean there must there must be things that are going on there that kind of drive drove you to really see need a need and mm-hmm. if you know if you could without you know without naming names or even naming schools or any i mean you know Correct. D- d- however you feel the most comfortable it's just an mm-hmm. idea give our our reader our listeners an idea
2: yeah i mean i think i there are a few too many experiences unfortunately um it's it was shocking to me. Um, we met with Carrie Douglas, who you know was a school board member, who was incredibly responsive to these things, and she was just shocked. You know, and part of the problem is that a lot of this doesn't get talked about. And thanks to the source for you know really coming out with a great comprehensive article about right. the things that are happening. Happening in the schools. Um, you know, on a personal level, it's um you know, what we've experienced a lot is, you know, the typical, you know, can I touch your hair or you or you look, you know, weird or you look different. Um and um a lot of sort of joking around about racism. Um and a lot of that is just sort of ignorance, I think, with 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 Mm -hmm. kids. Um you know, and um a lot of our members have heard all sorts of things. I mean, of course, a lot of you know, build the wall. You know, um, one of them you know was go back to the fields. I mean, you know, um, calling you know, Ching Chang. You know, ca- just just sort of a, a a real. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't a, want to, a
0: litany of a
2: litany of, yeah. of and of generally just ignorance. You know, right, you it, know,
0: it kind of at all levels.
2: Yeah yeah at ball, all levels and one of the things that we've really um started to focus on especially with the school board election coming up is we need to get people in there that really want to focus on this as an right. issue and yeah. not pretend that it's a it's a one-off it only happened it only happened over there once right. Right. you know i mean it happens all the time and our kids are getting treated differently um and we need to do something about it
1: mm-hmm. no i agree um I think one of the kind of um, nice things that's happened in the midst of the Facebook page and, and connecting with other people are um, we have had a, f- a few families um, shift schools where they haven't felt supported in, in one space and um, that conversations have been had of uh, you know, my, my son, the school he is in has been very supportive. He hasn't had any issues at all and um, it's been nice to be able to bring a few other families in that feel like they're in a safer space now than they right. were
0: just and, and I know that you've um i don't know to what degree but you've connected up with the racial uh with the restorative justice yes. and equity group, which has already right. oh, been doing, doing some stuff. really fantastic right. work oh. they have a they have a second student town hall scheduled, I believe, on April 19th, yeah. um, which is not open to the public, I need to stress to listeners. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but the first one, which was held back in, I believe, October or November of last year, was remarkable in that it brought together 67 students of color for the very first time talking right. to one another Mm-hmm. And and you've developed a uh, a relationship with yes. the with the restorative justice and equity group.
2: Oh yes, I mean we have so many, you know, commonalities and common goals and what what they're doing which is so important is is, you know, specifically working with people of color, kids of color in the schools um to, you know, give them tools on what do you do when this kind of stuff yeah. happens? Um, how do you react? Um, what are your resources? What we'd like to do on our end to sort of expand that is to get white kids involved as well and have them be a part of sort of this, this anti-bullying that you mm-hmm. know, movement, um, you know, and stop the stuff before it happens, mm-hmm. you know, try and try and, you know, get in there even in elementary schools and, and, you know, start changing the dialogue.
0: Right. That was, uh, listeners, that was, if you just tuned in, that was Megan Perkins. I'm here in the studio with Megan Perkins and Cindy Brennan, who are part of the organization Embrace Bend. And we'll t- tell you more about how you can become involved um, further on down the, the road here in the interview, but uh, in the conversation. Um, now I forget where I was exactly going to go, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, um, well, yeah. They, uh, one of the things I did want to add is the Restorative Justice and Equity Group. Well, one, oh, I, I did have opportunity uh, on this show to interview some of the students that were involved, and mm-hmm. some, some of the students nice. of color definitely wanted some white students in the room, so mm-hmm. to speak. I mean, and, and I think that that's really important to not only. Get some allies in the room but also to get some white students to become informed but as, as you probably know uh, I'm sure you do know from especially if you've worked with Carrie uh, Douglas on the school board I mean one of the issues that, that these that students faces is, is uh, just the uh, they don't see anybody on the staff level in yes. terms of teachers yes. and staff or anything that looks like them Absolutely.
2: at all absolutely and and often you know they're they're from central oregon themselves and mm-hmm. have never had a sort of you know experiences outside of of this area and i mean that's that's what it is i mean i know i know I speak for I can speak for my children, and i 'm sure many other children is they 're looking for people to look like them you know and and they they, need, they feel need to feel a kinship with with that um, and I think the school board um, and the schools would really benefit from starting to sort of diversify their hiring practices right. a little bit more right?
0: and, and possibly be a little bit more creative about how you do that. I mean yes. there are ways to do that, even though the community is overwhelmingly mm-hmm. white um, Mm -hmm. It it seems to me, you know, uh, one of the things that Oscar Gonzalez from uh, Latino Community Association suggested when I interviewed him after the town hall was that maybe they maybe the school district should um, bring in students of color into part of the recruitment interview mm -hmm. staff process to actually engage with, mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's would be a real idea. that would be a big step for yeah. for the school district, <laughs> yes. I think, you know. Yes. But yeah, this is an ongoing problem that we have in our school district, I think. That mm-hmm. that I don't know. I mean, it's a real tough one.
1: Well, and it was it's been interesting starting this, I don't remember. It was Carrie Douglas, I think, who gave us that statistic that we actually have 14% mm-hmm. minorities in in Bend, which was surprising to me. Um Wonderfully surprising, but at the same time, if that's a that's a high enough number that um, our representation in in the school system, the city council, the school board is it's not indicative of that. No. right. It's growing too. I mean, it's, and it's growing. It's been growing.
0: Yeah, and in fact, uh, you know, my, I, again, Oscar, I didn't, I haven't checked on the validity of, this, of the of the of the of the. Percentage that he mentioned, but he said that in some of the middle schools it's as high as 30 mm-hmm. percent. And so these are kids that are right. going to be coming up through the system. Absolutely. They're continuing to move up in the system, and so mm-hmm. our schools at the high school level are going to start dramatically changing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not sure that the district is fully equipped to uh, deal with that.
2: I, I agree. And so
0: if that's part of your That is goal, Uh, but and I know you want to talk about because you have a candidates' night coming up. But uh, and and we want to get to that. But is there anything else that you want to kind of add about to go uh, going beyond the schools? I guess in terms of because you have kind of you're you're looking at larger community issues. So if there's Mm -hmm. anything more that you wanted to add in that regard,
2: well. We would also, you know, one of the things that we like about Not In Our Town is it, it, it really develops sort of a three-pronged approach or even a four-pronged approach. You know, you work with, you need to work with, you know, the police um, and law enforcement. You need to work with the schools. You need to work with um, the city council, the government, and you need to work with local businesses. And so one of the things that we really want to do is um, start building these sort of community allies and um, move forward with, you know, and, you know, I know that you and I have talked about this this, you know, a human rights commission, something that um, is a more tangible um, uh, group that can really look into issues of discrimination and, and promote um a more, you know, inclusive community. Um, We need to make sure that our law enforcement, you know, understands the issues um, uh, for people, not only people of color, but people, you know, LGBTQ community, um, you know, and we need to make sure that businesses treat everybody the same way. And one of the things that we're really excited uh, to do in the future is start working with the chamber. And we want to walk into businesses and talk about, you know, equitable equitable treatment um you know here's how you treat everybody the same that walks in that door no matter what they look like because we've heard it a lot here from adults in this town you know Mm -hmm. people of color um lgbtq people in this town that they are treated differently um depending on how they look when they walk into a lot of businesses so we need to do some education around that as well
0: yeah i I think going through the chamber would be a really great way Mm -hmm. to get that done Mm -hmm. yeah did you want to add anything to that cindy Uh,
1: no, I think so. Okay,
0: so uh, yeah, and you, you mentioned law enforcement, and and uh, one of the things that I feel that we have that's advantageous to us here in uh, in Central Oregon is that we have a, a district attorney who's um, yes. pretty progressive yes. minded. Yes, and in fact, I don't know if you know this, but on next Tuesday, he's actually going to have in his office uh, a guy named Adam Foss, who's an African American and kind of an expert, I guess I would say on. Um, uh, bringing the ideas of restorative justice to prosecutors
2: oh, around wow. the
0: country. And, and he's going to spend a day in the DA's office talking with the staff. Uh, he's been invited by John to talk with the staff about this kind of thing. So,
2: That's yeah, it's really, wow. yeah,
0: yeah, it's really, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll try and fill you in a little bit yeah. more of that after we're off the air. Um, but, um, yeah, and you mentioned not in our town. Um listeners may re- recall that that uh, a little over a year ago there was a uh, an effort and yeah and a couple of really great uh Uh, meetings i think that were held here in in central oregon that patrice o'neill the executive director of not in our town who lives down in oakland and works down in oakland california came to came to bend and spoke at a a video presentation and then uh spoke um to a gathering the next morning of about 50 people in the community and uh it was very she was very well received and the idea and and part of the problem with our you know i was you know, I have to acknowledge I was one of the people that helped to organize that. One of the issues that we had, we had a, we had a few good follow-up meetings uh, after that, and then things kind of floundered in in the summer and and unfortunately faded away in a sense, and largely due to the fact that I think a lot of the people that um, we were trying that were trying to do this were already kind of up to their eyeballs in work, and it it 's one of those ongoing problems that you have in a small yes. community like this where you have a small progressive yes. base and you 're asking everybody to play wear a million different hats right. and they can 't always do it so it was really encouraging to me to know that that embrace Band a was wanted to and that you 've already've you have developed a relation you are essentially. Not in our town, mm-hmm. Bend. We Am are, I correct? We
2: are literally on the map. Right. <laughs> you yeah, see yeah. on the map. That's great. Yes. yes. <laughs> so can
0: you talk a bit about what that means for, for you, what you see that that means yeah. for you and for them and for all of us?
2: I mean, I, well, I want to thank you for introducing us to this, to this group because the second I went to their website, I was just blown away. I mean, I think the main thing that it provides us with our resources um, and they have everything from you know films um, to do a film series or you know what was really helpful to me were case studies you know oh they did that in that town and that's about the same size town as, as ours so maybe we can do something similar um, and just access um, to you know a whole wealth of information um, and you know what one of the things that we really want to strive to be is one of their gold star cities, and that's basically you know there's sort of twenty criteria and you and you if you achieve ten of them um, but they mentor you through the whole process they you know they're always there with question or with answers to your questions um, they're just they're it's a remarkable organization, and I think that we you know, will really gain a lot from being affiliated with them, and you know, still keeping our name. She said, "You do not have to yeah. <laughs> change your name. Right. You know, you can." That- so we're in the on the map on, on as um, as Embrace Bend, and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. No,
1: that's all, Meg. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and yeah, and maybe that's Patrice great. can come back up here at some. point. I uh-huh. Love that. Yep. Yeah, Love yeah. That. she's an amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I've known her for like decades now. She's an uh, old friend of mine from back in the seventies.
2: Well, and her thing was she thinks that this is so. This is actually one of the I think the only group she said in Oregon a real strong would be a real strong not in our town group. And you know she she and I stressed to each other multiple times how important that is mm-hmm. um, to really be to be that that resource in Oregon.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you, you showed me, uh, just briefly showed me a quote. I don't know uh, where we want to uh, interject uh, yeah. that. Maybe right now. Sure. But, uh, mm-hmm. You know, you showed it to me and said that this kind of represents yeah, I mean, where you're coming from. And you so, know, one of
2: the questions, you know, that people have asked or that we've asked ourselves mm-hmm, many exactly. times is that you know, most of the people that um, are very active in this group and all of the people who are sort of administrators in this group are white and white women. And some of them, yes, have have black children or, um, you know, but, um, and some of them don't. Um, but how do we sort of get around the fact that we don't want to be a bunch of white people lecturing, you know, people on on how to how to be and how to act and and what's right and what's wrong and what we should do? Um, and one of the things I think I got, Um, that Cindy and I talked about after we went to go see Robin DiAngelo give her talk on white fragility was that sometimes the message is better heard um, from a white person to a white person Um, and it's sort of a sad truth but it is a truth truth. Um, and uh, I follow Rachel Cargill who just came to bench twice in the last month um, for Muse and um, for the TEDx talk and uh, one day on her page um, someone uh, someone posted a quote from Malcolm X and it's from 1965 and it says, whites who are sincere should organize among themselves and figure out some strategy to break down prejudice that exists in white communities. They can function more intelligently and more effectively in the white community itself and this has never been done. And I was just sort of Blown away when I saw that 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 was in you know 1965, and that's something that she talks a lot about um, in in her comments, or that and who you know, does
0: Robin or uh, Rachel Cargill oh, Rachel you know Car- that, yeah, that,
2: yeah, okay. that that that. It's it's white women and white women really need to come together and and start to kind of break down some of some of the the barriers that are and the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, our page and our group is is people from all walks of life um, and everybody contributes equally and everybody um, is respectful and if they're not respectful they are they are kicked off you know the page, um, you know but. Um, w- being in bend and being you know 86 percent white um you know that that it you know we feel that this is a message that we can try that we can do the work you know we need to do the work and people of color in this town are tired because they have been asked to do everything they've been asked to educate us and it's time for us to to do the work ourselves and not ask them to do it for us
0: sure yeah it's part of uh, what um has has more recently been determined called white allyship yes being an ally yes uh yeah and it means talking with uh, among other things talking with other white people about about these issues and not rely and not you know and not always asking the people of color to carry the load yes absolutely not so to speak
1: their problem prejudice and racism is our problem we brought it Mm -hmm. it here we need to fix it amen
0: racism is a white person's problem yep Absolutely. So, do um, you want to talk about the candidate forum coming yes. up, or is there anything else you want to talk about before we get there? Yeah, I
2: mean, this is—we are so excited about this, and um, one of the things that you know we really uh, want to focus on is getting people in power that make um, these issues of inclusion um, and you know uh, encouraging diversity, you know, at the at the forefront um, of their platform. And so we talked to the Restorative Justice and Equity Group and we decided to do a candidate forum and we invited the candidates for um, the Ben Lapine School Board. Uh, COCC board and Parks and Rec because you know that. there's a lot there's a lot in Parks and Rec that that um, will affect people um, in, in terms of sort of access um, you know on, on that end mm-hmm. so um, it's going to be on April 25th which is a Thursday from 630 to 830 at the um, environmental center and um, it's open to the public and uh, students from the Ben schools and COCC are going to be asking the majority of the questions oh, cool. and and um also uh members from our you know our organizations will be asking the questions as well. This is not an endorsement event. This is not an event to, you know, say, you know, we're going to go after you or this and that. It's simply to make sure um that this is in the you know, the, forf- the forefront um so that everybody feels included in our town.
0: And while there are some incumbents running, there's a, there's quite there's more than yeah. normal open seats. Yes. Yes. Uh and yes. so have you been have you can you gauge yet Have you what's the response of the candidates? Pretty good so far. We're yeah. still
2: tracking down a few more to encourage yeah. them to attend. <laughs> right. But one of the things we said is, look, even if you're running unopposed, this is your chance to really start building a community. You know, right. this is your yeah. chance. Um, right. And so we have people that are running unopposed that are coming as well um, to really talk about these issues, which That's, is fabulous.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really great. Um, too, for For too long, I think, here in Bend, in terms of electoral politics, the focus has been and it's good that there's a focus on the city council, but both the parks and rec board and the school board have kind of flown under the radar, mm-hmm. and people don't pay. And and the COCC board mm-hmm. particularly is really people don't even know it exists. Yeah, you know? that's right. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that don't. At any rate, yeah, and it is really important, I think, to have um, you know to to get the you know people uh, into elected office uh, that are, are responsive to these issues. That's why on the city level um through the work of um councilor Jenna Goodman Campbell and mm-hmm. she's uh, um working cl- with uh the city manager Eric King and with city councilor Bruce Abernathy that they are moving along the idea of of developing a a human rights commission here in Bend That also but also that just even beyond the actual commission they're actually finally they're, the city is actually included in its goals for the mm-hmm. for the year um uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion um, issues, mm-hmm. and which can is, which we all need to, in my view, we all need to grab a hold of and you know keep moving that along mm-hmm. in the directions that we feel that mm-hmm. the as community needs it to be, not what they think needs to be, yes. but what we think it yes. needs to be. Yes. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, with a candidates' night again is from six thirty to eight thirty. It's on Thursday, April twenty fifth. At the Environmental Center, which is over here on Kansas, I think, if I remember right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I should have the address in front of me, but I didn't. I kind of spaced on that. And uh, great, I, I, it's it, it's great to see that you're doing that. So, um, what else is there? Anything more that I that we haven't talked about here that you that you want to say to our listeners? I mean, obviously. One of the things is, I we want we want listeners to know that if they're interested, what they can do, how can they um, how can they become part of this, and and what can they anticipate? I guess if they do decide to become part of it, what are what what are the? Um, you said you had like three hundred people on your Facebook mm-hmm. page. They're not all doing something every day. No, no. So, can you give us a sense of that for people?
2: Yeah. Um, so we have sort of the usual. You know we have the website that's still being you know it's it's it exists EmbraceBend.com. um it's a little skeleton uh site right now um we're still trying to build that up and find someone who would love to help us with it <laughs> right hint, hint. I know that yeah. <laughs> um but it is up there and there are a few posts um on there um and then we have an email list that we're developing um you can email us at embracebend at gmail dot com and then you can find us on Facebook. we have a um, a group, that's the private group. And then we also have a page on Facebook. And that is simply for, you know, posting events and um, just sort of basic things. There's nothing sort of personal or private going on on that. Um, we yeah we definitely need more people to to participate um we are going to be having um you know meetings um at, at least quarterly if not monthly usually around an event so that it's a little bit more interesting for people to to come and meet rather than just sitting around and talk um one of the things that that is really important to us is not just sit around and talk and actually do something um, because, from a personal level, that's my that's my I can't stand having a meeting where nothing actually comes out of it. Right. Um, you know we we are really going to be moving forward, particularly in the fall, with um, our school groups that are not in our schools working with Restorative Justice and Equity group to make sure we're not um, that we're we're working together on that. Um, We really want to start working more with the city council to make sure that, you know, that that these issues that we were speaking of, you know, the Human Rights Commission, that kind of thing, that they're not just goals, but actually there's tangible steps being taken. Um, We also want to provide... um, you know, have it be a social space. Um for for families. We've had some, some people of color say, you know, gosh, I wanna have an event where my kids can see other kids that look like them. Um and so we wanna start doing that particularly in the summer. In the summer um sure. and have, you know, potlucks and, and community spaces. Um and I mean there's a there's a lot of things that we we a lot of things that we have as goals. Um one that really stands out to me, and that, that sort of this really all this came out from was the need to develop a consistent discipline policy mm-hmm. in the schools for when something happens um, of a racial nature or you know, of a homophobic nature. And right now, there it, that just does not exist. There is this sort of general, uh, you know, sort of what is that, a, a, just a general. P- paper that they refer to but it's not a policy. And so right. we've had someone say I think the thing that really stuck out to me was what someone said some uh, something happened to their child of a racist nature on a on a sports team and the coach said oh if they if they got caught drinking we would know what to do, we would know how to handle this because oh you get caught drinking it's two days to spend. but right. if they caught making a racist remark oh i don't know and then you go to the principal and the principal well you it's know and then hand. the parents Protest and and say, well, my kid's a good kid, so forget it, you know. But if they ha- if everyone had a policy that they could Just say, this on. is the policy, right? This is what's going to happen to you. We think it would make a huge difference in the schools and take a lot of the load off of the, the administration, of, absolutely, and the uh, teachers right. too. Right. right? Yeah.
0: Speaking of the teachers, have you have you been working at all with any of the the with the teachers union at all here in? Brown? Uh,
2: we started to, mm-hmm. and where um, they came to, you know, they came to our first meeting and have been really amazing and supportive and so that's one of our goals for the next uh, couple of months is to go and speak in front of them and tell them a little bit more about what we Mm -hmm. want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some teachers that are, you know, on our sort of administrative um, you know, in our administrative group um, as well and um, you know, we really want to work with them, and how do we get these? Um, how do we get more trainings training. for teachers? Man- yeah, man- you know, training right. in there. I mean, how do we get make it mandatory? Yeah, make mm-hmm. it mandatory to have right. training to understand where these kids are coming from. Um, you know, that a lot a lot of kids in this town not just not just a, a, a racial thing, but some of the, you know the kids are coming into town to school and they're not having breakfast, and they're coming from um, a trauma background that um, a lot of teachers don't know how to how to handle. Right.
0: right. And the district clearly. Yeah. I mean, on a certain level, you know, one could say that, you know, while the district is really needs to do a lot of catch up, it's still there's a real opportunity here to sort of get ahead of the curve, so to speak, Mm -hmm. because the community is going to continue to grow. And I believe the community is our community is going to continue to become more and more more diverse diverse. and that's going to impact the schools. And Mm -hmm. so it's really, you know, it's it's it behooves them to uh, to move swiftly rather than. Wait until it's too late, absolutely, so to speak, or when it's more at least a far greater challenge, if nothing else. yeah, um, all right, so once again, uh, Megan Perkins and Cindy Brennan, thanks so much for coming in. Thank I really, you. really appreciate you, you you taking the time. Any final words that you have for our listeners? Oh,
2: just please, please uh, you could contact us and please join us, and we really need everybody's help to make sure this is a success.
0: All right. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and a program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.